0: Welcome to Climbing the Pocket Network's In The Huddle, where your favorite Climbing the Pocket personalities get together and talk all things Minnesota Vikings. Hey, everybody, and I got the wrong scene up. How about that?
1: <laughs> that's not supposed to work that way.
0: April see, that's, exactly,
1: that's exactly how it's supposed to work. Here we go. Now we're back to normal. There North. it is. We're, we're back. We are live everyone got to see david so everyone is having a good day and we're about to talk some vikings so let's get this thing going my name is jason brown you can find me on twitter at brown jason and uh I'm not sure is he awake is miles even phone. is he what there up? he is there's the man <laughs> wide receiver one come back to us how you doing how you been miles, what's miles going on, on my twitter. dude?
2: what up man i'm sorry uh Heads out of it, man. I, it's been a long day. It's been a long week. I feel you.
1: It's only two days. I feel you, bro. Get that vacation book. Get it, booked Get Dude. on down to Mexico. Do your thing. Flip, my man. How you doing? Loving the shirt. Missing the bookshelf. How you doing, yeah, my man?
3: Hey, hey, downgrade, downgrade. Back in L.A. <laughs> I, I, this I is the second.
2: Know, I, this is the this is the second location. This ain't this ain't the main spot.
3: <laughs> yeah, this ain't, but I, see, I feel like if we if we the tilt the camera, house.
1: we might be able to see Flip's shoe closet in the background or something. <laughs> Whatever. I
3: got I got no secrets. I got nothing hiding in my closet. <laughs> I, I tell y'all, I went to the gym for the first time on Monday, in a long time. And hey, Flip,
2: Flip got vaccinated, huh? Because he been act- he been talking wild. Flip is
3: old. Oh, I'm back. Flip is talking <laughs> I'm wild. I'm fully shot one shot two. Not messing Damn. around with no Johnson and Johnson. It. I got the Pfizer.
1: <laughs> Let's go. I'm not messing around with J and J. Flip is back on it in the ge- I, I, I understand. So in the gym, booking flights. Flip is back.
3: I can barely walk right now, man. My back did like two deadlifts. He
2: carried <laughs> the group right back track in the too. leg day. And he carried the group <laughs> chat, too, so you know
1: he's tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody seems a little tired, so let's jump right into it. Let's get to it so everybody can get up out of here and go to sleep. So uh, there was some news, some not-so-good news. Um, I know the the preview that David put on Twitter said we were going to talk about it, but like we're not going to do that because there's really nothing to say. Uh, it's terrible, and that's it. We're not going to talk about what this means for the Vikings, what it means for their draft plans, free agency, any of that, because uh, we're just not going to do that. So plenty of other places you can read that. We're going to move on, and we're going to talk about some big news that really isn't big news, but because it's a name that you know many Vikings fans still hold near and dear to their heart, uh, Sam Darnold was traded, which immediately made Vikings fans say, what about Teddy Bridgewater? Is Teddy Bridgewater coming home? I know Yinka was, was probably the first person. He had them <laughs> lightning fingers in the in the group chat, got right in there talking about bring my son home. And if we're being honest, Mike Zimmer probably wasn't too far behind him on his, on his phone text messaging Rick. But uh, Flip, Miles, what are your thoughts? Teddy Bridgewater, if you were making odds on this first, what are the odds you say something like this would happen and then would you even want something like this to happen? Miles, I'll go to you first.
2: I'm, I love Teddy Bridgewater. I named my dog after Teddy Bridgewater, by the way. Um, no, I, at this point, I just don't think it makes sense for the Vikings. Obviously, financially, they can't afford it, A. B, I don't think if they were to invest that much into a backup quarterback, they should go get – not that Teddy, Teddy's old. They should go get a younger, cheaper, uh, like, someone they can mold and bring up because – as much as I love Teddy, Teddy brings a—he'll bring you a certain baseline, but I also don't know if Teddy's like if Teddy's going to take you anywhere any further than where where the Vikings have gone either. And that's not to say I think Teddy's a bad quarterback. I think Teddy's a really still a really good quarterback, and he does a lot of really good things. But I just think based off the post post injury and everything, I just don't think there's any more of that like what's up like the I don't
1: even know the word the I'm juice? looking for. I, is it, yeah, looking for the, the juice. The juice.
2: I think yes. I think Teddy's developing developing himself into a really good fringe starter, backup quarterback for a very long time for the rest of his career. I think he fits that mold right now really well, and that's not me trying to knock him at all. Um, but I just don't think he gives you a higher ceiling than anything that the Vikings currently have in Kirk Cousins. I don't. I don't think he gives you a higher ceiling than Kirk Cousins does. I, he might give you a similar floor, um, but I'm just. Yeah, I just don't think it would make sense for the Vikings at where they're at right now. Um if they had a if the Vikings had traded Kirk Cousins or were going with a a young a rookie quarterback, making a trade for uh for uh for uh, Teddy Bridgewater would would make sense, I think, because then you could have a bridge back quarterback in place, but um with Kirk Cousins in place it doesn't make sense.
1: And yes, Ryan, I'm not sure if you heard what we started the show talking about, but Flip got vaccinated. Flip is back. We got hey, this is even flip. this is
2: super flip. villain flip.
1: Yeah, flip super flip is working villain? out. Flip is, is ready to go, He's son. He's back. <laughs> I don't even know. Draft season <laughs> about to hit. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so Flip. Uh Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Some some might say he'd be the perfect Mike Zimmer quarterback. Uh what are your thoughts on Teddy? Vikings reunion is that a thing would you want that to be a thing
3: i yeah i I think it's interesting that miles just went straight to the kind of suggesting that if he came at all it would be as a starter or a bridge quarterback um but that's really what you need to do when you look at his contract I'm not a cap expert we can talk to some other people on the climb of the pocket network but Teddy's due for a a 23 million dollar cap hit this year. Maybe if you traded him, then Carolina would keep some of that cap hit. But there's no way that Minnesota is going to pay $54 million for quarterbacks, one of which is going to back up Kirk Cousins. And, you know, even if you were to somehow get Teddy and let Kirk go, uh, that's going to just be a a cap nightmare. So it's just not feasible financially. On the field, look, I think, um, you know, I, I love Teddy Bridgewater. I wish the best for him, but you got to be honest here and what, how he played in 2020 for the Panthers just didn't really add to his value or it wasn't, he basically had like a one year prove it season to be an NFL quarterback. And what we're learning is Carolina don't, they don't think that he proved it and they were ready to go in a different direction So certainly for a team that's right in the middle of their quarterback plan, like the Minnesota Vikings, for a front office that treats Kirk Cousins like a franchise quarterback, it does not make sense. There are some other intriguing options for him as you look around the league, uh, but definitely not here in Minnesota.
1: All right. So, Flip, you just get it. So this last thing on Teddy Bridgewater before we move on, you said intriguing options. Flip, what would be your favorite landing spot for Teddy Bridgewater?
3: I would probably say Pittsburgh
2: Steelers.
1: Ooh. Miles, how about you?
2: Steelers? Uh, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's going to get some playing time. I just—I don't know. I it just don't feel like the the vibe. Teddy, have that just doesn't feel like it? Doesn't feel right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, hey, man, it's just a. What is Khalifa Black it.
3: and Yellow? Mike Tomlin. I,
2: I just got that like shiver. Like, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I think Denver makes sense. Uh, what's the other shitty quarterback teams? Uh, the jet, the jets. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Uh, I
1: think, I think. I, go back I think to the De- jets.
2: Yeah. I think Denver makes sense. And I think, uh, uh, I even think the dolphins could make sense. Like if, you know, two has got the hip, it's got the injury history and stuff like that. Like, Maybe they're still a little unsure, but they also want a proven vet behind them, like they had in, with Fitzpatrick. That one also a hometown boy, to too. a hometown kid.
3: Teddy was basically a year too early with the Saints because that's really that's, Yeah, I That's agree. why 100% I, I like. That's why I like the Steelers is because at least he can he can you know be there, just wait a year, and they can say okay, let's give this guy another year, just like the Saints are doing with Jameis Winston um but for him to like come on y'all if y'all really want to see like a drew lock versus teddy bridgewater quarterback competition in denver great but i got news for you they're just going to draft a different quarterback either this year or next year anyways so
1: fair all right so the next thing i wanted to, to talk about tonight just because you know we're in a cycle now <laughs> folks are starting to uh <laughs> Plumpo <laughs> Damn Plumpo coming out swinging <laughs> no, Vikings would no. fall under the, the, the <laughs> shitty quarterback teams. I mean, damn. Damn. Hey, that's oh, bad. like
2: chill out.
1: <laughs> hey, we're and we're talk about not trading. Elite, but, but damn. <laughs> but I guess you're right. We are about to talk about, you know, potentially trading Kirk Cousins. So Dave, uh, can you throw up the treat from our man uh Krauserific, uh fellow contributor? Nope, not that one. The other one. Um uh, Fellow contributor at the Daily Norseman. There it is. Uh, So he says Vikings fan could correctly point out the limitations of Kirk Cousins' QB1, but here's what it might have cost to replace him this year. Two firsts, a third, and a quarterback for for Stafford. A first, a second, and a third for Wentz. Three picks for Darnold. Two future firsts and a third to move up nine spots in the first round. So flip. Miles, when you read this, For me, the first thing that popped up is, like, if these are the prices that you're getting if you trade a quarterback, then we should be trading Kirk Cousins because, you know, people are paying way too much for quarterbacks right now. But, well, plumbo, I'll go to you first (laughs) here. Plumbo 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 ain't going to pay. (laughs) He's not paying. Flip, when you see something (laughs) like that, you see what the market is for quarterbacks out there in, in trades. What are your thoughts on what we're doing with Kirk Cousins? Like, it feels like this would be the time. Get him up out yeah. of here and then see what the future holds.
3: Yeah, you know, it's about those future picks. And one one theme you're going to hear a lot from me during the month of April is those, those p- future picks or future bets. And so, look, if you think that you're going to have better success with those individual first round, second round, third round bets... Than you would from a bet on a quarterback this year. Uh, then sure, you know, you, then then you don't trade Kirk Cousins because you think you're going to be able to get solid receivers and solid role players and solid offensive linemen with all those picks that you've got. But what we've seen, um, what we've seen from the Vikings is that you know those picks don't always pan out. Um, they're, they're hit or miss. So, so I guess it's, if, if you, if you trade Kirk, then you're going to need to make another significant quarterback bet. And if you keep Kirk, then you're basically saying, okay, how can I continue to add these smaller pieces around him, but do it in a better fashion than they have done for the last three years. Me personally, you know, I think Rick Spielman is an okay drafter. Um, if, if we, if we show Kirk the door, maybe that, that gives him an extra pile of picks to move and trade up and get the right values and see some better drafting from us. But I, I definitely understand the narrative where you're like, man, those, those picks are just a crap shoot anyways. And I don't think those bets are worth trading what we have as a known quarterback in Kirk cousins.
1: So miles, what what are your thoughts? Like given the market, as seeing just what quarterbacks are going for right now, and especially a quarterback like a, a Darnold who is nothing special, uh, <laughs> like what are your thoughts on <laughs> on like Kirk Cousins? Like Darnold's been bad. I know like he's had flashes, yeah, he's had a 100%. throw here and there, but like Darnold has not been good. Also, I mean, I guess there's the Adam Gase factor to, to mix into all that. Maybe he'll have a resurgence someplace that Adam Gase isn't trying to actively get him killed. But like, would Kirk <laughs> Cousins like? <laughs> Trade Kirk for flip. Flip is too valuable, Jerome. I'm sorry. It's not going to go make well, that deal. man. We would I never can't even make do that a deal. looked right now. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, what are your thoughts on this? Like, you trading for Kirk? You trading Kirk? Or do you kind of look at the other side where it's like, it is a crapshoot. So just kind of hang out, keep the quarterback you got, and fi- try to figure it out?
2: I mean, so yes, Kirk Cousins, one of the better quarterbacks the Vikings have had in history. Sure. But at the same time, Kirk's also not the type of quarterback that's going to elevate the talent around him. I've said this 100 times. So you're paying a significant cost for that guy, and everybody always takes it as shitting on him. I'm not shitting on Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is, a, is an above-average, really good quarterback. But when Kirk Cousins decides to go make the kind of money he wants to make and kind of put your team in the handcuffs he does – He's also doesn't shouldn't be absolved of criticism for that either. Because if he wants to make that much X percent of the salary cap, then he also has to overcome the lesser talent around him because they can't afford to go get it. Um, so for me, with all that, so what you do when you trade Kirk is you get all the, the kind of assets in a Matthew Stafford trade. Like that's what you're expecting to get in return, you know, multiple, like one, one at least one first round pick plus. You're also losing um, the amount of cap space, and you're saving money. Uh, so there's that, and then you're also going and investing in a young, cheaper quarterback, and trying to build around that quarterback. Now, I do agree that there's something to be said about uh, some random team that's shitty just set the throwing, uh, blowing up their entire uh, draft just to go get one quarterback when you have a when you don't have a good roster. But but for me, <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs>
3: I I feel feel like like, the fans are like literally just trying to get us to interrupt. Mm. They're literally (laughs) just going for stock value.
2: uh,
1: Keep keep them coming, Plumpo. I'm loving it.
2: Hey, hey, for real. But no, um. So like, I I do think there's something to be said about like the right team making making a move to an aggressive move to go get, especially a rookie uh, quarterback in the draft. There's a there's like a the right teams to do it. I think the Dolphins handled it the right way um and i also think the 49ers handled it up the right way. The 49ers have a really talented roster and they have a quarterback i know people aren't going to say it. They have a quarterback that's in a similar tier as Kirk Cousins. And to say that Jimmy i i'm not saying i'm not saying Jimmy's as good as Kirk. Jimmy <laughs> helped take his team to a super bowl though. So um so we can't we can't dog him for that, right? Like he did what we've been asking Kirk to do. So but the 49ers said, we have a baseline at, a quarter- at quarterback, but we need to improve on that quarterback. And so they went out and did it, or at least they're trying to do it. I- I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but I've always been of the idea. The Vikings, the entire history of their franchise, outside of a couple times, have really focused on veteran quarterbacks as like either bridge or to try to build around rather than trying to heavily invest in the draft. We've seen Dante Culpepper, Teddy Bridgewater, and Christian Ponder is like the main three draft picks over the last, like, what, three decades almost? I mean, for or true Tavares investments, uh, Tavares, Tavares is the second <laughs> round pick. You're right. You're right. My bad. <laughs> so, four quarterbacks, uh, when, when you know, two, and a ha- two, two of them are bust and one guy got injured. So, my whole thing is, and then Dr. Culpepper got injured too. But so, two of them got injured, two of them are bust. When you have that much, like, uncertainty i just like at least go take another bite at the apple rather than trying to go find the vet quarterback because you think you're just a quarterback away and that's what it always feels like the vikings are doing rather than trying to rebuild with a the quarterback they're trying to retool with the quarterback and it never feels like the right opportunity and it, it it's never worked it's like they it's are, literally so flip, never worked flip so you made my, a point. My, in the last in the last, group last point today. last point yeah go ahead last point is it's never worked so let's let, why not try something new try go being aggressive when you have a, a draft like this one where you have the most some of the most talented quarterbacks at least what people are saying is the most talented quarterbacks in what we've seen in, in a in a few years no john david woody doesn't count uh in, in the last few years why not be that team to go get that quarterback and say let's try it let's try it for ourselves for once that's all
1: yeah so flip we just had someone ask if uh Justin fields falls to 14 do the Vikings draft him? The fact that that's even a conversation seems crazy, but you made a point about, like, the cost control part of getting a a rookie quarterback and, like, why that's so important in the group chat. Could you maybe elaborate a little bit on this, that, yes, there's uncertainty, but, like, the flip side of that is that you you get cheap with that uncertainty that can also still help you kind of max out a roster in in other ways?
3: Yeah, yeah, again, it's... So, if you... If you go with a rookie quarterback, there's a high probability that that quarterback's going to be worse than Kirk Cousins, no doubt. But the difference is that young quarterback, Justin Fields, for example, he's going to be under Vikings control for four or five years rather than the two years we have Kirk Cousins for. And Justin Fields is going to make, you know, eight to $10 million for the next four to five years rather than the 31 and $45 million cap hits we have for Kirk Cousins. So all that value means that if we get a quarterback, a young, a rookie quarterback equal to Kirk Cousins, that's an automatic home run. If we even get a quarterback, that's a little worse than Kirk Cousins as a rookie, as a second year player, that's still a home run because that quarterback has still got potential and you saved on all those resources. So just the idea that um, we shouldn't take a quarterback because that quarterback's not going to be as good as Kirk Cousins, that's just not looking at the, at the argument correctly. You have to value all the other ways that a rookie quarterback generates value for his football team.
1: Plumpo, if they take a off-ball linebacker at 14, uh, we storm the gates. It's uh that, that that is not okay. We 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 should not do any of that. Uh no, sir. <laughs> we can't have it. We cannot have it. Please yo, like... yo,
3: y'all about to get at Jason now. Jason don't want to see the no, no no. linebacker. Hey, no, hey no. and if they're, uh, gonna, no. if they're not gonna if they're not gonna let if
2: they're not gonna let <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Barr rush the passer, why the hell are they gonna let Micah Parsons do it? So <laughs> well, true.
1: We we, we, get, some said, looks, yeah. Yeah, we get some double A looks though.
2: Yeah, we get some double A looks. Hey, but David, David, David brought up a good point about um, uh, about the Spielman-Zimmer hot seat situation, and we've we've heard some rumblings that the Vikings had some offers for Kirk Cousins, and the owners basically said no because if they can't uh, upgrade, if they can't guarantee themselves an upgrade over Kirk Cousins, they they're not hearing it in 2021 because their focus is getting to the playoffs, and that's a that's always been a problem for me. Is the focus is the goal is the playoffs? And then it's basically get to the playoffs and hope you can get further and hope you can get hot. And it's like, well, if you build a good enough roster, you shouldn't be the, I hope we win our playoff game type of team. You should be the, we're going to win our playoff game type of team. And that's the difference
3: in mentality that I've been, I've been feeling with the Vikings the last few years. It's, it's not even that miles. It's when you shoot, when you're shooting a basketball, you don't shoot directly at the rim. It's not, it's not a, it's not a, you got to arc it. You got to shoot above just making the playoffs. You shoot for a Super Bowl, and hopefully you land at a consistent playoff contender. And that's the issue. Is the Vikings are consistently just shooting the ball to be a playoff contender, and they're just missing the rim entirely. They're just shooting short because they're not being aggressive enough with their goals.
1: I'm with you, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah, a weird it's, analogy, it's, but I got you. No, no, I no flip is with it's story time with flip. I'm story here, I'm flip. loving it. It's gonna happen. It's story time with flip, Dan. I, I'm gonna go ahead and just be honest. Uh, Ian Book, I have no idea who that is. Miles, have you watched any I'm, Ian Book? So, with what the Vikings have done,
2: the Vikings don't draft quarterbacks. I think Nate Stanley was the first quarterback they drafted outside the first round. in what I think it's been since John David Booty. Honestly, like that might be the last time they drafted a quarterback not in the first round. Um So, but if if they were to invest a, a late day three pick in Ian Book or like a six something like that, I'm fu- I'm fine with Ian Book as a as that type of you know backup. I think he I think he has backup upside like that kind of
3: that's what Ian Book has to me, but nothing nothing much more than that. I'm gonna make one last comment, and y'all in the comments, like if if you all want to hear us talk about something other than quarterback, we'll talk about something other than quarterback. Just say stop talking about quarterback. But I think it's Ian Book's I, I,
1: best comparable on player profiler is Colt McCoy.
3: <laughs> oh, let's go. If we it's if like... we got Colt McCoy, if you got Colt McCoy as your backup, fine. Like, I don't care. Whatever. Okay. All right. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. For me, the longer Kirk Cousins stays in purple, the less the the lack of a Super Bowl appearance is his fault because the Vikings know what they have in Kirk Cousins. They know what his strengths and weaknesses are. They should know what they need to do to build a roster around him, and they have three years of evidence for that, even if you don't want to include his Washington days. So the longer Kirk Cousins stays in purple – you start have to start shifting focus to the GM and to the head coach and ask ourselves why are we not putting if we if we signed up for Kirk Cousins to be a franchise quarterback and we're treating Kirk Cousins like a franchise quarterback then why are we not doing everything in our power to prop that franchise quarterback up for success
1: because he's okay, supposed to become <laughs> so let's talk about the next please flip cuz one of the the, the it. things nah, the he's criticism
2: if he's going to make that kind of money, he's got to overcome that shit. Ah, it's a wrap.
1: One of the things we keep hearing is that it's the offensive line. It's the I'm offensive with you, line. I'm with you. I'm with it's you, the bro. offensive line. I know. We need to give him more help on the offensive line. David, can you throw up the other the other tweet about the offensive I love that Trey line? Lance Plumbo. Yeah, we we need it. We need Trey Lance.
0: <laughs> I so it. Can't I can't even see the tweet this. that uh,
1: that our friend Matt Anderson he shared. You got to zoom in real close if, if you're looking at it here. But basically what it breaks down to is that since two, uh, 2016, the Vikings have spent 24.6% of their draft capital on the offensive line, 18% on corners, 16% on wide receivers. And uh, Flip and others, you're saying that like we need to give Kirk everything that he needs to be successful. And the uh, most common criticism is that we haven't given enough help across the offensive line. What do you feel like needs to change? Because they're obviously trying. So what is, in your view, the missing piece that we keep throwing resources at this thing to try to give Kirk the the protection that everyone says that he needs, but it ain't working. Miles, go.
2: Well, so they've handled offensive tackle fine. I'm fine with offensive tackle. I think they've done a pretty good job not that I think they should have. I don't think they should have gotten rid of Reef. Fine. There, there's talent in the in the draft if that's their if that's their plan. Cool. I think they've handled offensive tackle pretty well. Uh, when they needed it back in 2017, they went out and paid for it. They weren't great, but those guys did got the job done to get them to an NFC championship game. Center, I'm not the biggest Bradbury guy, but at least they were like, all right, we have identified a guy. We think the top three positions on of the offensive line for us are left tackle, right tackle, center, and then we fill in between. I'm okay with that strategy, but you got to increase the baseline of where that level of of guard play is because they haven't done that. That's the issue that they haven't done. They don't have to pay and go get in a really expensive guard to have a decent guard. Just stop taking the be- bottom of the barrel and expecting it to to play better than what you're paying it to be. Like that's that's the reality. That's what they're that's what they've been doing. Outside of Ezra Cleveland, if he stays at guard, I think he'll be fine. But, like, that's also fine. But the other guard spot is, like, there are there have been guys in the free agent market they could go get that would literally just give you a, a average level of play. And that's fine. That's literally all you need. But they don't even seem open to trying to go do that when that player is a really cheap player. They go and trade for a Mason Cole who wasn't good in Arizona. And now they're like, well, if we move him to guard, maybe he'll be good again or he'll be good in general. Or they say Dakota Dozier's been here. He knows the system, maybe he'll improve. Like all this shit, like they know the answers to what they're trying to do. They're just hoping it's gonna work out, and it rarely has.
3: Yeah, yeah. Dan Henneman hit it on the head. Like that twenty-five percent number. I mean, that's just it doesn't mean anything because you've got nine offensive linemen on the fifty three man roster. That's that's so that's of every point. team's gonna yeah. Yeah. Add, put that in the tweet below. Okay. Okay. Good for you, Matt. So why, why did we show the tweet below? Did we yeah, show it? It was
1: just real small. No, I don't want to see real it small. I'm
3: never, mind. I don't. Here, <laughs> here, 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 let, let me drop. No, okay. Okay. Let me drop a, just another quick analogy. It's this one's for you, Ryan.
1: So every time would flip. Is it about the Vikings
3: The Vikings drafted Matt Hughes, 2018. They met or Mike Hughes, 2018. They missed on Mike Hughes. And they said, wow, but not, we not because that. of
2: talent, not because of talent.
3: Yeah, not because of talent. But say, they said, hey, you know what? We we got to fix that. So they went out and they replaced Mike Hughes. They drafted a round one corner who shall not be named <laughs> a it's round not funny. three corner, it's not funny. a round three corner and Patrick Peterson all to replace this hole at cornerback after that draft miss. So let's go to guard. Now the Vikings draft Pat Elfline. He doesn't pan out. What do the, what do the Vikings do to draft to replace Pat Elfline? Well, they did get, I'll give them credit for drafting Garrett Bradbury, another first round pick, but instead of a third round pick, no they, they draft a fourth rounder drew Samia. And then instead of Patrick Peterson, they bring back Dakota Dozier. So you tell me where they're actually pouring more talent and more priority to. It's not offensive line.
2: Well, it's not That's a guard. I think, I think they're pouring resources into the center and offensive tackles. They're not pouring resources into the guards. They, they oh, we're about to have their their a fight in
1: the tackles. comments. We're about to have Dan versus oh, Ryan. In general, in Dan <laughs> is, uh, is shitting on Drew Samia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, I, I might well, just, no, you no. know, we might just take a pause to watch this, uh, to watch this unfold. Oh, and <laughs> course, Ryan Dan backs down the
2: out the gate. Yo, yeah, well, Yo. Dan mentioned Yo Dave, Oklahoma you got players. some music ben while pa- we watch this in the comments? <laughs> ben, ben Powers played Oklahoma. What's Ryan supposed to say? He sucks?
1: Of course he likes Ben <laughs>
2: Powers.
1: <laughs> so on the offensive line, last thing, um Brian O'Neill, left tackle. Is that going down? Because Miles, you keep throwing out some names for the Vikings to look at for the offensive line, and most of them seem to be natural right tackles. Miles, talk to me. Is this what you uh, think is going to happen? Is this what you hope happens? What are your thoughts on this shift that uh, Brian O'Neill moving over, potentially left tackle now that Reef has been let go and that uh, we're in an offensive tackle deep uh, NFL draft class? So I'll start by saying
2: I've never I've never wanted Brian O'Neill to move to left tackle, especially after his rookie. Or not, if they'd done it his rookie, you're fine. Um, but I think uh, since he's played three straight seasons at right tackle and he's gotten a, com- a comfort level at right tackle, we know he's progressed at that position. I just have a hard time moving him to the other side. Not that I don't think he'd be good at it. I just think you're you're making him relearn something that he'd been he'd been he's kind of gotten accustomed to. Um, but on top of that, I, I think it's something that they're really considering. I think it's we we know that before the season started with uh um with Riley Reef, there if they were threatening to cut Riley Reef, he didn't take if he didn't take a pay cut, and so the plan had they cut Reef would have been to move O'Neill to, to left tackle and uh, Rashad Hill to, to right tackle. I know I've, we've heard some rumors that that was the plan. I think it was uh, Chris Thomason that said that. Um, that didn't happen, obviously. They didn't they didn't cut Riley Reef at a time, but they cut Riley Reef now. So that tells me, and they haven't replaced Riley Reef. And I know we have we have the draft to go, so of course, right? And they brought back Rashad Hill. Rashad Hill is a, a baseline level offensive tackle. He's he's a good backup swing tackle with an opportunity to be a like low end starter. I think that's kind of the level of Rashad Hill. Um we've seen Rashad Hill in 2018 be the right ta- the starting right tackle when the Vikings drafted Brian O'Neill. Um so where I see the situation happening is the Vikings potentially moving O'Neal to left tackle and targeting a potential right tackle in the draft and doing a similar situation to what we saw in 2018 where they have Rashad Hill as your baseline starter and you mold the young guy to come in maybe mid-season or maybe even earlier I don't know but that's that's kind of what the plan could could be I'm not calling it the right idea flip I'm just saying I it's something I wouldn't be surprised to see this team no. do because We've seen them do it before. That's
3: not why I'm shaking my head. I'm shaking because that you, is not your are you shaking take. your head that because Ben Powers take. is also bad. No, that is my. That is not my. That is my take. You come on. Like, is there a way to what? just put up another video? I said. I said this the day that Riley Reef got cut. The day I put a video out on Twitter, everyone my hated bad? me for it. I told my y'all, bad, Ezra hey. Cleveland is a guard. Number one, people didn't want to hear that. Ezra Cleveland is a guard. I said they're going to move Brian O'Neill from right tackle to left tackle and pay him extension franchise left tackle type money. And then they're going to bring Rashad Hill back. I said all of this. They're going to bring Rashad oh, Hill back hey,
2: and then bad, draft dog.
3: a right tackle. I'm not, I'm just taking it out on you, Miles, but it's everybody out there, everybody <laughs> in the comments. I said this. Listen to flip. Thank y'all for listening now. And Why is this going to happen? Number one, they had chances to put Ezra Cleveland at left tackle. They were not, it wasn't a large amount of chance, but it was a game here or there. It was in the preseason. They had a chance to put Ezra at left tackle. They chose not to. They didn't have a preseason. You know what I'm talking about. Training camp, whatever that those COVID practices were.
2: The end of the season. They had a a chance.
3: chance. Yeah, they had, they had a chance. They chose not to. And number two, no matter which rookie you bring in here, they're not just going to trust a rookie to come in and protect Kirk cousins, protect their franchise quarterbacks, blind side. They exactly. Won't. Okay. They're going to trust the right tackle that they know is a star to, to, to switch sides, trust that he can do that better than some rookie is going to come in and instantly be a great left tackle. Or then Ezra Cleveland can move position and move sides cuz he was playing right guard. They're just they're going to trust the most important position on the offensive line to their best offensive lineman. So, Brian, like whether you think it's 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 a good idea or not, it just makes the most sense for where the Vikings are in their offensive line shuffle right now and it has been for a couple months.
1: Okay, well, we all stand corrected. Flip, apologies for not giving you Bow credit down. for all of your. Ta- oh just, just le-
3: re- retweet me and Udo. defend me on the Twitter a little bit more. That's all I'm saying. Holy Udo at left tackle. Jeez, we are.
1: <laughs> he I'm might a, be the right tackle. More.
2: Hey, I could. I, I mean, he might be the right tackle.
1: Also, Hill at
2: left guard. They're not going to put Hill at left guard. <laughs> They might. (laughs) Don't act like I mean they they might. I mean they They could. could. (laughs) Out of all the people to put at guard, they're not putting Rashad Hill at guard.
3: I'm telling you, there's only one thing that would not surprise me. Um, and that's them moving Brian O'Neill to left tackle. Everything else, I mean, we've seen them do crazier, crazier stuff on the offensive line. We saw them put Pat Elfline at at right guard because he showed up at practice. He was like, you know what, I should be a right guard, and they were like, okay, let's tell everyone, <laughs> pass a right guard. That was the plan. And
2: they, cut, and they cut Josh Klein for it. Yeah, I think there's more to that than that, but yeah,
1: that's funny. All right, last thing, gentlemen. Uh, Flip, I think you sent it in. David, do you do you have the uh, the screenshot of Pro Football Focuses? starting lineup projected starting lineup for the minnesota vikings and uh i mean if we're looking at this here this looks like a pretty damn good football team like we spent a lot of the offseason being upset about some things but pro football focus who you know most vikings fans online anyway seem to hate think hate the minnesota vikings uh i mean they have us rated pretty well at most of the important positions, you know, Stephen Weatherly, not so much. But like uh, the
3: people to talk though, I, if overall, you're in the comments, just give us how are y'all feeling.
1: Yeah, how y'all feeling about this, this this projected starting lineup? With the understanding that, uh you know, Drew Samia hopefully won't be in there. <laughs> um, they'll find well, somebody.
2: Not, I'm surprised he hasn't been cut yet.
1: Ezra Cleveland will be, you know, back in his guard position, and somebody else will probably be playing tackle. But outside of that. How y'all feeling about this?
3: Uh Plumbo's coming after me. Uh <laughs> you know, so I look that is <laughs> I got
1: you, Michael.
3: I got you. Michael. That
1: preposterous <laughs> Plumbo.
3: <laughs> that that starting lineup is from a draft guide, which I think is good context, which is, you know, it's not complete. And number one, it's an illustration of you know, where maybe the biggest needs are heading into the draft. Uh, if you ask me, a draft, an NFL draft is, requires a long-term mindset. So I'm not even trying to make the red spots green in that starting lineup. I'm trying to find the green spots in that starting lineup with players that are blue. over 30. Sorry, with with players that are over 30 years old. So if I see a green player, if you put that up, you see a green player that's over 30 years old, that's what I think the draft need should be. Because then you've got, you know, a couple years to say, okay, who's going to come up behind Adam Thielen? You have a couple years to say, okay, if we draft a mid-round safety, what does he look like either behind or next to Harrison Smith? Those types of moves. I mean, we got to look at cornerback two possibly, but that's a future mindset. Obviously, People who just want to plug twenty twenty holes, they got to get an interior offensive lineman. They've got to get an edge defender. That's just not how I think about the draft.
1: All right, Miles, what are you thinking about when you look at that graphic?
3: I
2: see two elite players at two of the least important positions in football. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Am I wrong? I, it's no. Hey, it's not. No? no, no, no. I am not calling. I'm not calling Dalvin Cook or Eric Hendricks not elite players. Those two are legit. But their positions and the value of those positions, Eric Hendricks is more valuable than Dalvin Cook, in my opinion. I not I know the Vikings use Dalvin Cook that makes him more valuable. That's not what I'm trying to argue. But overall, I want to see more blue in key positions. Like now I think Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are closer to that tier than than what they what it showed on there. But over and, and Daniel Hunter too. Um Harrison Smith, too. That one, another one. But to Flip's point. Aging, aging player, you know, the potential of some regression, all those things. Um my my issue, and we I've had these arguments with a lot of people is people the the draft should is should not be a focus on immediate need. The draft is about long term and the future. So the free agency and, and trades and those things are about filling immediate needs because when you put high expectations on rookies you're probably going to get disappointed by most of them because the amount of true contributors and I should say true impactful contributors in a rookie class isn't very high for most teams. You get a rare, rare outputs from like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, the new Orleans saints in 20 was that 2017, the Vikings in 2015. But those are rarities. Those don't, those don't happen every season. And especially when you're a team like the Vikings that doesn't, they don't have a second round pick. So they don't have a, a second premium player as of right now that they could bring it in the draft they have one so to put all of your eggs into that one basket and to hope that the third and fourth round picks can become something that's all pipe dreams so that's one so you're hoping that your one impactful player is is that first round pick that's just one player and that's only and that's at a position like edge edge rusher or i hope not interior offensive line but like potentially Mm -hmm. offensive tackle or maybe a wide receiver, off ball linebacker right?
1: number two,
2: off ball, off ball linebacker. So like, so like that's that's where I'm like, you gotta fill some of those holes before you get into the draft, because then you don't go into the draft thinking I have to take this position because it's in need. Now I think the Vikings have done a better job of identifying talented positions in the draft and how de- with the depth lies at those positions in the draft. They've done a better job of, of how they've identified that, but they still go into the draft with immediate needs to fill, and then they go out and, and address it in the draft rather than saying, and and that's not to say like a Justin Jefferson wasn't the right pick or um, you know, some of these other guys that they've taken, like uh cornerback, he who will, will not be named, was not like the right position to address. It's the fact that they forced themselves to do it and didn't even try to address it in in free agency or through trade to help ease the the and alleviate some of the pressure off of those rookies it's just not something that you should be expecting from a rookie player because they're new to the league that's that's it rant
1: Mm. over rant over and uh, i think show's over there's nothing else to be said miles you know dropped the mic on a rant and uh yeah we are gonna get up out of here david what is the schedule for the remainder of this week are we back on regular schedule what's going on talk to me david We are
0: back on regular schedule. That is correct. Uh, Tomorrow night, we have Vikings Happy Hour with special guest. And you all will know who it is because it is Mr. Daniel House. He will be joining the group for Vikings Talk and some good beverage. Oh, I'll be on that.
1: All right. Well, Miles will be back. Double dipping. All right. Well, there it I is. It. We made it through. Plumbo and everybody else in the comments, except for Ryan. Thank you so much for your input today. And uh <laughs> except
3: <for Ryan>. yeah. <laughs> I feel like Ryan and Dan made up, man. We 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 told everyone they were fighting, but you know, when they kissed you know, up, we should get it. They them were both just fighting that, over yeah.
1: two terrible players from Oklahoma. So <laughs> you know, it, 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 that was my bad. I thought Duh. they were like talking about a player who was good, but that other player was also bad.
3: That the last time the Vikings had the 14th overall pick, they drafted DJ Dozier running back. Uh, I'm sure none of y'all have heard, maybe some of y'all have heard of him, but what year was have that? heard of his son, 1987. Uh,
0: but remember, this is what Zim said. I think what we've
3: done in free agency so far is allowed us to, to be able to take the best player available wherever he is.
1: There it is. (laughs) Cornerback incoming. uh, Here comes the
3: cornerback.
1: (laughs) Play the music. (laughs) Play the
0: Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Goal, everybody.